The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I believe the following story is going to give us a better understanding how is it possible that no matter how difficult the situation might seem, and no matter how bad things might get, that it's still possible to come to love somebody and turn that hatred towards them into love. Not too many years ago in Israel, there was a Jewish taxi driver that was driving at a very high speed. And a school bus that was filled with Jewish kids pulled up in front of him and it opens its doors. A Jewish boy at the age of five or six runs out of the bus and a taxi driver, without realizing and seeing the boy, tried to cut off the bus and ends up hitting the boy. By the time he realized the boy was in front of him, it was already too late for him to press on the brakes. The boy gets knocked down to the ground. They quickly called Hatzalah, Hatzala came to the scene, they rushed him to the hospital, but unfortunately the boy didn't make it. On the way to the hospital, he passed away. The family was, was broken. And this taxi driver, he was devastated. He, he didn't know what to say, he didn't know what to do. And it was an accident, after all, he didn't do it maliciously. They brought him to court, everybody heard about it, it was on the papers. And the jury was there, the judge, the lawyers came, and after a whole back and forth, the judge decided that after all, because it was done unintentionally, although he would have given him a life sentence, they decided to give him a five-year sentence in jail. Now this taxi driver was the breadwinner of the house. He's the one who brought all the money to the house. The wife did not work. She didn't have a job. He was the one who was paying for all the utilities, for the rent. He was paying for all the food, for all the expenses. Now who's going to pay for all of this while the, while the, the husband is gone? And the wife figures she's going to now have to ask people for money, and she's going to get store credit, so on and so forth. And he gets sent away to jail, and had just enough money that for that month. The, the month is over, the fridge is already empty. And uh, one day, the wife comes home, and she sees a big box waiting for her right outside of her doorstep. And she's shocked. Who left this box here? She opens the box. She sees food on top of food on top of food. And under all this food, there is an envelope. And she goes through all the food and there's chicken and there's eggs and there's fish and there's milk and finally she opens the envelope and inside the envelope it says paid in full and there's a stack of cash, enough cash to pay for everything, for the tuition and for the, for the rent, for all the expenses for that month. She quickly takes all the food out, she puts it in the fridge, the fridge is full again and she goes to visit her husband in jail and he says, how are you managing, is everything okay? So she tells him, you wouldn't believe this. I came home the other day and I saw a box and there was food inside the box. I don't know where it came from. In fact, I went to all the neighbors and I asked all the neighbors, do you know where this box came from? And none of the neighbors knew. I tried to find that person so I could express my gratitude to them. But there's no way I could find out who that person was. He says, I can't believe it. Who could it be? He says, I don't know. And the end of the month comes. And again, they run out of food and money. She comes home and she sees another box. And this happens every single month. One day she finally catches a boy carrying a heavy box to her house. And just as he's about to drop it by her doorstep, she screams out from the window, wait, one minute, wait. And she, by the time she gets to the door, he already drops the box and he runs. And she couldn't catch him. And every time she would try to catch him or she would see him, she would spot him, he was just too fast for her. He would run away and he wouldn't reveal any information to her. He wouldn't tell her where the box came from and she would never find out. But what can she do? She would take the box and she would accept it happily and as much as it bothered her that she couldn't express her gratitude, she would accept the offer. And she would open up the box every time, there would always be food in there, and there would always be an envelope with a stack of cash, 
with a letter that says, paid in full. This went on for five years. Now the husband couldn't believe this is happening. And his wife kept telling him every time she would come to visit him, don't worry, everything's okay, everyone's taken care of. She thought that may he thought maybe she was just trying to make him feel good, everything's okay, so he doesn't have to worry while he's in jail and make his situation worse. He comes home and to his disbelief, everything's okay, the fr fridge is full, the kids are happy, everyone's well-dressed, well the tuition is taken care of, everything's fine, the rent is paid for. And as soon as he came home, the box stopped coming. And they never found out who was delivering this box to them. A few months later, the wife of this taxi driver gets on the city bus and she's sitting on the bus, suddenly she sees from across the bus a very familiar face and all of a sudden it hits her, that's the boy that was delivering the box to our house, she quickly runs to the other side of the bus, she says, wait, excuse me, and as soon as, and as, he, as he recognizes her, he's about to run out of the bus and she says, please don't go, just tell me, what is your name? So he hesitantly turns to her and he says, my name is Mayor Cohen. She says, Mayor Cohen, are you related to so-and-so Cohen? He says, yes, that was my, that was my brother. She says, but that's, that's, that's your brother, that's the boy, my, my husband, Hit! That's, that's your brother? He says, yes. She says, but can you tell me why? Why did you send us all these packages? He says, look, I was told I cannot tell you anything, but if you would like, you could speak to my parents. And he gave the, her the address and she went home. She told her husband, we have to go and, you know, we have to speak to them. And the husband agreed. Now the taxi driver and his wife come to the Cohen's house. They knock on the door, they ring on the doorbell, and the Cohen's open the door. And who do they see from the other side of the door? the taxi driver and his wife, and all of a sudden they break out, a quiet, very, very awkward silence. And they're just standing there, and suddenly the taxi driver is the first one to speak up. And he breaks the silence and he says, I am so, so terribly sorry. I, I apologize. I, can't, I cannot imagine the pain that I put you through. I really, I really feel so sorry, and I wish I could just somehow go back in the, to the past and somehow fix things up, but... but, but you know, but thank you, thank you so much. And they're like, of course, we're more than happy that we were able to help you. And he's like, but we're so grateful to you, how can we pay you back? He says, no, no, don't worry about it. We we're glad that we we're able to help. So the taxi driver and his wife tells the Cohen's, please just tell us, why did you do it? Why did you care to help us after everything that we put you through? So they say, come in. They welcomed them into the house, they sat them down. And then they said to them, you know, the truth is, after our son passed away, Every time we looked at his pictures, we were reminded of him and we went through so much pain and we missed him so much and then we were reminded, we were reminded why he passed away and that brought us to, brought us to uh, uh, we ended up hating you even more. That brought us to more and more hatred. And we knew that the Torah tells us and it teaches us that you cannot hold hatred towards your brother. So we had to figure out a way to come to get rid of that hatred. We went to many rab Rabbanim, we went to many Rabbis and we tried to work on our emunah and try to understand as much as we told ourselves this is all from Hashem, it's all from the best, this is, this, is, uh, this is what Hashem wanted and it was our child's time. It didn't help, we still hated you more and more. And finally one rabbi said that in order for you to get rid of this hatred you would have to give, give as much as you can to this family. And we decided we're going to take care of all your expenses until your husband comes back home from jail. And for the past five years we've been delivering that box to your door and guess what, it worked. Because now I could look at you face to face and I could tell you I forgive you. And of course they embraced each other and they hugged each other. And they understood that this is going to be the best aliyah for their child's nishama by be making peace at a difficult time like this. Our story teaches us a very fundamental principle. A principle that King Solomon has taught us many, many years ago. And that principle is that in order to get past hatred, you must love. But how do I love somebody? How do I come to love? Says Rav Eliyahu Dessler in the Sefer and Mechtav Eliyahu so beautifully. 
that the way you come to love somebody is by giving to them. And he says, what comes first? You, first comes giving and then comes love? Or does first come love and then comes giving? And he says, while well, the secular world is going to tell you first you must love somebody and only then can you give to them, the Jewish approach is first you must give and then will you come to love. First you must give from yourself. And the more you will give, the more that love will intensify. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.